Good morning, friends. This is today's Lenten message. I'm going to title it, The Hands of Jesus. Uh, this is based on Mark 14, verses 32 to 36, and John 18, verses 2 to 12. You might want to take a look at that a little bit closer later. You know, one of the most uh, complicated pieces of machinery in the world is the human hand. Stop and take a look at your hand for a moment. You know, we take it for granted because it's there every day. It usually does the things that we want it to do, and yet your hand is one of the most delicate, complex parts of your body. There are six different muscle groups in your hand, over 65 different muscles, 27 bones, 35 joints, nerves, blood vessels, ligaments, all working together in complete harmony so that you can do things like open up a book or hold a cup of coffee without even thinking. It's too complicated for scientists to perfectly reproduce with machines. The human hand is just one of the many examples that show you how wise our Creator is, that He would be able to make such a thing. If you compare your hands to the person sitting next to you, you'll notice some slight differences, but generally they're the same, except for one set of hands. There is one set of hands that is more complex, more complicated than yours or all the others. Who has the most powerful hands in the world, and yet for a while had the weakest hands in the world? Who has the cleanest hands in the world, and yet for a while had the dirtiest hands in the world? Who has the healthiest hands in the world, and yet for a moment had the sickest, the most injured hands in the world? Who has the most joyful, the happiest hands in the world, and yet for a moment had the saddest hands in the world? Who would this be? Well, of course, I'm talking about Jesus, whose hands were mighty and yet humble at the same time, powerful yet weak, clean yet dirty, healthy yet sick, joyful yet sad. On this Lenten day, again, we see the side of Jesus that we don't always picture in our minds. Let me stop for a moment and think, ask yourself, how do you picture Jesus? Now, normally we think of him as happy, smiling, laughing, calm, cool and collected, comforting, maybe healing. But, you know, in this midweek time, I think Jesus is kind of the opposite of all these adjectives. In Mark 14, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, not happy, not calm, but distressed and troubled. He confides in his closest friends and tells them that his soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He was about to suffer and die for the sins of the world, and the prospect of doing this was making his whole body shudder with, with horror. Have you ever felt horror or intense sorrow or deep distress in your soul? What do you do with your hands when you feel that way? Maybe you squeeze them together until your knuckles turn white. Maybe you fold them. Maybe you shove them in your pockets because they're sweaty and shaking. You don't want anybody else to see that. But Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow. He felt horrified. And so he fell to the ground, put his hands together, and prayed to his heavenly Father, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus knew how horrible it would be to grab with his hands the cup of suffering and drink it down. All the sins of the world, all the filth, the selfishness, the rebellion would be in that cup, and all the eternal punishment that came with it. For Jesus to take his hands, those clean, perfect hands of God, and to even touch that cup, let alone drink it, that cup of filthy sin and terrible suffering, it was a horrible thing for him to consider.
If only there was another way, but Jesus knew there would be no other way. This is how it must be. But Jesus didn't shake his fist at the sky. He submitted to the will of his Father, hands folded in prayer. What a strange picture we see in the Garden of Gethsemane to see the most powerful man in the world fallen on his face, wringing his hands, pleading with God. <clears throat> Isn't this the same Jesus who used his hands to still storms and cast out demons <clears throat> and heal diseases and feel thousands and even raise people from the dead? Isn't this the most powerful man in the world? But we do kind of catch a glimpse of his power at his arrest. In John 18, we're told how Judas and a, a bunch of soldiers and officials from the chief priests and Pharisees came to arrest Jesus, carrying torches and lanterns and weapons. Jesus went out to meet them and asked them who they were looking for. Jesus of Nazareth, they said, I'm he, Jesus said. And when Jesus said that, it said they drew back and fell to the ground. Kind of a glimpse of God's power there, isn't it? Well, Peter stepped forward and struck the high priest's servants uh, and cut off his right ear. The other gospel accounts that tell us Jesus reached out his hand and healed the man. So again, you catch a glimpse of Jesus' power. Yes, friends, Jesus is God. It causes an entire mob to fall backwards, who heals people instantly, who can snap his fingers and destroy all those who'd come to arrest him. He could have snapped his fingers, and a legion of angels would have appeared and massacred all who'd come to take him away. Instead, Jesus motions everyone to put their swords away, and he takes his hands and drinks that cup of sin and suffering that his father has given to him. And then he holds out his hands and allows the mob to tie him up and lead him away to trial. Eventually, those hands would try to carry a cross, only to become too weak, dropping the cross, falling to the ground. Eventually, those hands of Jesus would be held down and pierced and bled until there was no more life in them. How strange and amazing that these things would happen to the most powerful hands in the world. And why was that? Because of my sin. Because of your sin. Because of our sin. Look at your hands again, just for a moment. Can you see the sin on your hands? Probably not, but it's there. All of us are born with hands that are covered with sin, and as we live our lives, our hands become dirtier and dirtier because of all the sins that we commit. You can't see it. You can't detect it with a microscope, but it's there. That permanent stain of sin, it's all over your hands, all over your body and soul. The most terrible disease in the world is sin. We have it. No one with sin can enter eternal life. But friends, that's why Jesus came. The only person ever born without sin, a soul and a body and hands completely pure. By humbling himself, sacrificing himself for us, he has cleansed us from all of our sin. Because of Jesus, your hands are no longer sinful. Your soul has been purified by the blood of Jesus Christ. In the eyes of God, you are perfect because Jesus washed away all of your sins. You no longer have to wonder. Does God really love me? Look at the world in which I live. Look at my life, my mistakes, my hardships, my difficulties. I'm being punished for that. God has turned his back on me. He has stopped caring. He has withdrawn his loving hands from my life. You don't need to wonder about that anymore because it's not true. God has not withdrawn his loving hand. Instead, he offered his loving hand 
his whole self as a sacrifice to take your sins away. God will never stop caring. He will never turn his back on you. Jesus has already been punished for the mistakes you've made in life. You have been forgiven. And now those same hands that prayed, they were tied up, that were pierced. Now those same hands are holding your hand as you walk through life. Now the hands of Jesus are even carrying you through your most difficult times. My friends, you will always be in good hands, the best hands of all, the hands of Jesus. God bless you.